Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I want to talk to you about the current state of American politics, but I want to do so by using an illustration. Uh, We have a grandchild who has invaded our house. His name is Leander. And uh, I'm teasing. He is wonderful. He's about six months old right now. And my wife, Beverly, has lost her stinking mind over this child. And he's often in our home and I'm delighted. But I'll tell you what's interesting about him. He is one drive, one hunger, one zeal, one eagerness, one desire after another. That's what you expect of a six-month-old, don't you? He goes from wanting to be held to wanting to be fed, to wanting to pass gas, to wanting to grab the iPhone, to wanting to play with the dog, to wanting to watch, you know, the soccer game on TV. He goes from I'm not comfortable to I need to sleep to I need to feed to what's that? Why don't you hold me on the other shoulder? I mean, that's just what he does. And I imagine that's what all six months, uh, six month old babies do. They simply move from one drive and one desire to another. It's what we expect of them. We don't discipline them for it. We don't criticize them for it. We're not down on them for it. We expect them to move from one desire mode, wish, hope, preference after another uh, with without much restraint. The process of maturing, the process of growing up is that we learn how to control those desires. Eventually, he'll have to wait. Eventually, he won't get fed exactly when he wants to. Eventually, he won't sleep exactly as long or the way he wants to. Eventually, he won't be held in exactly the way or by the exact person that he wants to. Eventually, he'll have to do things when he doesn't want to do them. Eventually, he'll have to go to school and sit in class when he'd rather be playing outside in the shade. Eventually, he'll grow up. And as he grows up, he learns about things like delayed gratification. He learns about how to uh, acquire character, which is a short-term sacrifice for long-term gain. It's coming under a discipline. It's even suffering a bit for uh, long-term purposes. That's what growing up is. So he's fine now to be quote unquote immature because that's his job description. His job description is to be immature. He's six months old, but in time, he's going to become mature. And when he does, he'll know how to be disciplined. He'll know how to control his desires. He'll know how to say no to his impulses. Uh, He'll know how to actually control his drives, his wants, his needs, his impulses to produce a man of weight and of character and of responsibility and even someone who is admired for his achievements. Now, what I've just described is the most basic definition of maturity. It doesn't focus on intellectual things. It doesn't focus on athletic prowess, but it is the kind of maturity that is the basis for all accomplishments, all achievement, and all of mature living. 
The problem in our society today is that we are a society, of course, of instant gratification, of constant uh, desire for comfort, um, of one impulse after another being satisfied. And I'm not intending this as a big bash of who we are. I'm glad we have our comforts. I'm glad there are 63, 63 kinds of mustard for sale, so I'm told, at the grocery store. I'm glad for the variety of soft drinks. I'm glad for the variety of food. I'm glad for the variety of stores and et cetera. I just wish everybody on the planet had that same variety and that same opulence. But I, but I will tell you that as an observer of American politics and as a man who spends more than half his life in D.C. these days, I, I will say that when you see a president and when you see elected officials, uh, you have to view them in part as symbols, as extensions of the society in which we live. And so while my point in this uh, podcast is not to bash Donald Trump, there's no question that he is at the head of a kind of politics that pervades not only the executive branch, but also the legislative, in which we have people who cannot seem to do what I will eventually, what, what my grandson's parents will eventually uh, require him to do, and, and that is to control his impulses. We have a politics uh, immersed, tainted by, damaged by uh, lack of impulse control. We have people who tweet in the wee hours of the morning uh, the angry things they feel on impulse. Uh, we have people who have not learned to control themselves, not their bodily functions in some cases, not their bodily desires, not their vengeance, not their rage, not their anger. And it's destroying us. And the the issue is that it's exactly the opposite of the kind of statescraft and statesmanship, and I mean that of both men and women, that we uh, were founded by, that, that, that uh, graced the lives of those who gave birth to this country and those who have led it best since then. Statecraft, noble leadership, is a matter of denying your lesser drives, even denying a le- lesser drives in society, uh, denying the lesser things. I mean, all of us at some point will want to punch somebody in the nose. They make us so angry. All of us at some point will make may want to spend everything we have on some toy we find shiny and exciting. All of us at some point may want to eat everything in the refrigerator in one evening. All of us at some point uh, may want to, who knows, blow something up, shoot somebody. Who knows what our impulses are? But maturity as individuals and as a society is a matter of checking those drives and those impulses, a matter of controlling them, a matter of allowing them to be gratified, the healthy ones anyway, long term, while denying them gratification short term. That's what maturity is. That's what leadership is. That's what statesmanship is, that we control our lesser desires, that we exercise patience and judgment and wisdom and caution, and that we we know how to finesse wisely the circumstances of our lives, the affairs of our lives. Right now, we're watching a kind of politics in D.C. and a kind of behavior among the press, whom, quite frankly, I blame less than most Americans do. Um, and, I, and I think it is a, a study in immaturity. It's a study in immaturity to call people names. It's a study in immaturity to undermine those who defend you. It's a study in immaturity uh, to give yourself to justifying what you do not really believe in, uh, simply in the hope that something good arises from it. But good never arises from vain compromises and from evil.
So we have a study before us, we Americans, of the politics of immaturity, a study in smallness. Smallness is what? Smallness is where you give in to your lesser drives. Smallness is where you give in to your vanity. I'm not speaking of physical smallness here, obviously. Um, Smallness, moral smallness, ethical smallness, attitudinal smallness, uh, the petty kind of smallness, that kind of smallness is what besets um, us when we are living out our lesser selves, living according to the lesser angels or the demons of our nature to reverse Lincoln. And I think we're seeing that in our politics now, and I think it should be a warning. This era of American politics will pass, but what will come of it? Will it be something worse that grows out of it, or will it be something uh, better that looks at what we're dealing with now and says, let's not be that way? I'm recording this on the 3rd of July, just the day before the 4th of July, 2017. And I want to tell you that I love my country. Uh, I've been ashamed of it an awful lot recently. Uh, and since I travel internationally, a huge amount, I'm often in the Middle East and often in places where we're not that popular. I do a lot of explaining of America and I just admit our wrongs and don't and, and apologize and don't bother trying to convince anybody of what's obviously wrong about our country. But I'll tell you what, I believe in our country. Uh, I, I believe uh, not that it's the best country in the world in some narrow, uh, small way that many people speak of it, but rather than the values upon which it was founded and its noble intents and the sacrifices of previous generations and the aspirations of the better angels of our nature today uh, make this a country worth caring about and make this a country uh, worth continuing to build. This era of politics, this politics of smallness this triumph of the petty that we have. And by the way, not just as our chief executive, uh, but on our politics as a whole and in some of our media, it's going to pass and something better I trust is going to take its place. And what will that be? Well, it will only be better if it is led by a people who have character and character by definition is what you have when the imprint of difficulty and suffering and sacrifice is made upon your life. Uh, It is only going to be a better era if it is led by people who know how to check their drives, live out noble values, keep their lesser selves in check, or even chained away. Some things in our personalities and in our, our character and our drive need to be locked away, obviously. And other things need to be freed gloriously and yet kept in proper boundaries so that they achieve good and don't achieve destruction. I am optimistic about America and I'm optimistic about what we can be, but I think it's important that we have the courage to look full in the face, the politics that we are seeing on our television sets and on our screens and on our devices and in our newspapers now, and that we resolve that we will not be a nation of immature people who give themselves like a six month old infant to our latest drive dominated completely by drives and passions and lusts and rage, but instead learn to become a disciplined people, learn to become a character-oriented people, uh, learn to become a people who are not locked in perpetual immaturity. And if we will become that, both at the individual level and at the national level, we can see greatness achieved. Hear me now. The small, the petty, 
the drive addicted, the lust addicted, the ones who move from one drive and demand and need to another will always remain small and petty and for the most part, ignoble and unproductive. But those who know how to check their drives, who know how to discipline themselves, who know how to live uh, with the proper amount of endurance of suffering and hardship and sacrifice and work, they may arise to greatness. And that is what we need in our culture today. Happy Fourth of July. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. His new book is Ask the Question, Why We Must Demand Religious Clarity from Our Presidential Candidates, available on Amazon. Learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.